Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Buddy, we have reached, I mean, this is the best episode. The nicest. The nicest episode. Episode number 69, I'm Tommy, he's seven. Um, Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that we're in the CSs. I love that the Astros are down 3-1. I love that the Braves are kind of sticking it to uh, the Doyers, except for last night. Um, I have moved on from my Indian sorrows. Um, How are you doing after a Game 5 loss? The Game 5 loss... So, to answer your your question, I'm not doing great, but the... The game five loss was the like the most heartbreaking way to do it. It's I like it's like deja vu. Um you know, with the fucking Mike Brasso home run, I felt like I was watching Altuve from last year again. And Aroldo Chapman, same shit, dude. Like just fucking pitch around him. Don't let Mike Brasso fucking beat you like that. If you're like you're losing that battle, the way that at bat was going, just fucking gas him up and in. Like you did in the regular season. Don't throw at his head, but just fucking push him back a little bit. I don't give a fuck if you lose that battle. Because I'm confident that a Chapman with a fresh count, without the stress of throwing a fucking 11 pitch at bat, probably gets that out. I hate to say hindsight's 2020, but hindsight's 2020 in this fucking case. And you did have Yandy Diaz coming up on deck, who was 0 for 2 with two walks at the time. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I'd rather. I'd rather take my chances with Diaz than a guy like Brasso, at that yeah. in that stand in that case where the at bat was just totally trending towards Brasso and the Rays at at, at that point um, where they were. So I, that one stung. I think you know the Yankees have some some big question marks now. I tweeted it the other day. They are now the Atlanta Hawks of baseball. They have a postseason caliber roster, but they will never make it to the World Series. Um, I think the Cleveland Indians would like to challenge you for that title. No, but so the Indians at least, so here's the thing. The, the Yankees don't excel in any one aspect. Like everyone wants to talk about their lineup. Their lineup fucking sucks. If they, if not, if, cause once one bat goes silent, the whole fucking lineup goes silent. Uh, Mike Stanton still not giving him Giancarlo. Um, but Mike had a great, great postseason. Happy to see that he started breaking out where it counted most. But that's the thing. Like, if he wasn't hitting, who the fuck else was hitting? And then when he started not to hit, no one else picked up the slack. And it's it's a collective issue, and they need to get past that because you can't rely on DJ LeMayhew spraying oppo shots into right field every time just to get a base runner on and then do nothing with him. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's hard for me to get on board with your take of, of this being a team that does nothing well when you had Giancarlo hit six bombs in, in two series. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I'd rather – like the Indians and You guys these... score so many runs. It's hard, for, it's hard for me to agree with you that you guys are, don't have – yeah, you guys don't excel at offense. You know what I mean when I when I'm saying that. No, I know what you're saying, but I think when you like look behind the curtain a little bit, it's super streaky. It's it's more streaky than Will Ferrell in old school, um, and they are not running up through the quad in the gymnasium. It's just it's pathetic because for all those runs that they score, then they go silent for stretches at a time, and that was indicative of their whole 2020 season. They had those weird stretches where they just didn't score runs, and their pitching's not good enough that they can. They can't be carried by their pitching in any shape, way, or form because their starting pitching is essentially Garrett Cole and Island of Misfits, and their bullpen, their bullpen without Tommy Canely and Ottavino, who seem to just suck out of nowhere. Uh, I think that bullpen is is not a super bullpen by any means. I think it's it's an overhyped bullpen. I think Chapman is a decent closer. I don't think he's a superstar closer like everyone wants to give him credit for. I think Zach Britton was phenomenal this year. Uh, but, you know, getting to those guys has been a challenge. Chad Green, his arm might fucking fall off before 2021 rolls around because they threw him so much and so often. I'm surprised that he can still actually throw a fucking baseball. I guess I didn't realize just how good Garrett Cole was this offseason or postseason. Uh, he had 30 punchies. Yeah, no, I mean... That's fucking gross. He had, he had 94 over the course of 60 games. And then or over the course of 12 starts, he had 94. Yeah. And then he has fucking 30 in three starts. That's just disgusting. I mean, there's a reason the guy got paid what he did. Yeah, he um, got breaded. Uh, he got appropriately breaded. Yeah, so I like again, I have no problem with that contract. I said it before, I'll say it again. Like, Garrett Cole is worth every fucking penny that you pay him. And he proved it again. And he did it on short rest in the postseason. Yeah. So, listen, the guy's a, he's a fucking ace. He's a stopper. That's what New York has been waiting for. Now, build around him. Like, build around your pitching and stop trying to awaken Gary Sanchez from the depths of his own obesity and laziness. And fucking build around your pitching. Look who, look who just beat you. The fucking Tampa Bay Rays. What are they built around? Fucking pitching. Do that. True. That's True. Anything else to say on, on your uh, in memoriam for the Yankees? Yeah, Aaron Boone is a fucking puppet of Brian Cashman. You can't tell oh. me otherwise. Oh, a heel turn on your feelings about Booney. After that game, too, I'm fucking fully convinced. And after, like, the attempt to watch that, like, oh, it was, oh, it was analytics. Like, dude, Boone, just admit it. You're, you're getting fucking pulled by the strings of Brian Cashman. So, Brian Cashman had to fuck up his marriage. I guess he wants to fuck up his own manager now, too. So, good on them. Front office doing a great job in New York, as always. I, I, it's so hard for me to, to feel sympathy for you into your 27 rings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen any, well, I guess. Bullshit, the, you've seen two in your life. I've seen more than two, but I've seen. Exactly. But I haven't seen one in over ten years now, and oh. I'm, I'm getting a little anxious. And, and this is where the, the this is where my my sympathy runs out, as I've seen <laughs> I've seen two appearances in my life, two World Series appearances. One of them 
I was three. <laughs> yeah. The other, we blew a 3-1 lead. Other than that, you got to go back to 48 for the Indians to have won one. That's true. That's true. I guess I guess I won't die on that hill that I'm um, I'm waiting on, on Death's story here. But I'll, let me say this, though. If the Yankees want a shot, it I think what they're going to have to do, and I can't believe I'm saying this, we might have to edit this out. Actually, no. Fuck it. We're, we're, we'll do it live. As fuck it. We'll do it live. We're fucking doing it live. Uh, they're going to have to trade Gleyber Torres this oh. offseason. Oh. Um, again, it comes back to the offense. The, look who just beat you. Look how they beat you. Uh, you don't need to have all these fucking sluggers in your lineup that are you're waiting on a whim and a prayer that they're going to hit a home run. You don't need that. You shouldn't want that either because it's just a game of constant heartburn and anxiety that plagued me <laughs> every fucking night. Uh, so I hated it. But at the same time, Glaber Torres sucks in the field at shortstop. Fucking sucks. Like, terrible range. Has the range and the... And I guess you would say he has the range of Stephen Hawking. Um, oh. I, I'm, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I saw him misplay damn near layups of plays. Like, just hit right to him and fucking moved the wrong way. Took a, took a bad step. Uh, he looked fucking horrendous. And I know he's a great hitter. I know he's young. Why don't you trade him? Because everyone knows what he can do, and you gave up. I mean, you still have Chapman on the team. Like, trade him, get some pitching. It's easy to find a defensive replacement that's actually going to play fucking defense. So, which boggles my mind that they gave up Didi Gregorius, thinking that Glaber could take the next step like this. Glaber Torres is not a great fielder. Like, just case in point, he's terrible at it. So, uh, I would get rid of him. I would invest in pitching. I would invest in defense. Run prevention is where I want this team to go. I know it won't happen because New York is just too stupid to understand that, but that's where they should be heading because that's the way the game is going right now. Hmm. I see. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think that I think the game is still going into the run scoring versus run prevention mode. That's so. The reason I say that I look at it like this: like there's and these small market teams. Obviously, it's easy to just say, "Oh, they're doing this on fifty-nine million dollars salary." They're doing this on a limited payroll, but they're also doing it on just advanced scouting. And there's a reason these teams are always competitive. I think back to before the Rays; it was the Royals of twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. There's small windows, but if you're guaranteeing your your team's going to be competitive every four to six years. I would take that rather than just being complacent every year. Because right now, the Yankees are just, they're in a state of, like, just purgatory. They're they are not going to get to the next level with the team that they have constructed and the roster they've built right now. Their farm system is slowly but surely getting depleted. They don't have enough diversity in terms of pitchers. They all they have right, right-handed power pitchers lining up their whole pipeline. There's not enough emphasis on defense. I mean... Look at their defense. DJ LeMahieu is the only one there that I feel great about in that infield. Well, actually, no, Gio, because he's a fucking god. But aside from that, like, you're, you're really banking on two guys in the field that you can actually rely on. Other than that, it's just who fucking knows. Like, Brett Gardner is, I don't know, what, like 100 Brett years Gardner. old? Brett Gardner. <laughs> he's, I, let Brett bang. Let Brett bang, but also let Brett walk too. Don't resign him for twelve and a half million. He's not worth it. But yeah, please let let Brett walk into the sunset. 
I know. Like, can we stop bringing him back? It's like, I love Brett. I'm sorry that he had to go out like this, but just enough with the fucking loyalty. Just let him go. I, I wish him the best in life. And if he wants to keep playing for another team, great. Good on you, Brett, but stop. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I've, I've had enough of Brett Gardner in this lifetime. I think I have to, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, um, let's 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 get off the Yankees. Um, ALCS going on right now. It's three-one Tampa in the series. It's currently three-two Houston in the game. Bottom six as we stand right now. Mm-hmm. Tampa jumps out to a two-nothing lead, but it looks like Houston has come back strong to. Um, I mean, it, it, on pace to get this series even. What what do you like or what do you dislike from what you've seen in the series so far? What I love was the Rays' defense. Like, I mean, can we talk about their defense? Oh, I mean, like, if it's out there, they're catching it. it it's unbelievable. I, I can't remember a time I've seen a team collectively play that well on defense. I, I really can't. It's, it literally is. Like, there was a meme that came out the other day. Um, it showed, like, 15 names in the field. And it's basically yeah, how you have to I look at it as, as a hitter. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the overhead shot. Yeah. It looks like, you're, <laughs> like like when the team's in a shift. Yeah. Um, but it's actually just 15 names out there. Yeah. It, it, it really is. like It must feel that overwhelming as a hitter. It's like, where the fuck do I try to go? I think, I think that gives them such a huge advantage because their team... And it's it's crazy how they're doing it. They're they have their you know their two or three I guess we want to include Morton in that, but they have their three horses uh, that they can throw out there as starting pitchers. But they'll play the bullpen game and they don't have any set positions with their bullpen. They had thirteen saves uh, from thirteen different pitchers, which is nutty to begin with. Which is it's amazing. Like I mean, going into this season, everyone pegged Emilio Pagan to be a lights-out closer for Tampa Bay after what he did last year. They traded him, and they got more outfield help, and they got more defense, and they got more, you know, good hitters. Not great, but good. So, like, the way the Rays are building this roster, it makes you think, like, okay, so maybe there is something to the the method to the madness here with Kevin Cash. Um, I, I like the Rays just because of their defense. I mean, they'll hit you. They will get you your, your two to four runs that you need to hold another team at bay because I'd be hard-pressed to find another team with a pitching staff like the Rays that you can guarantee that is going to let up more than three runs a game. Yeah. Maybe the Braves? Like I, Yeah. Maybe, but the Braves just got absolutely dick-slapped last night, so I don't know. The Braves did get dick slapped last night. Like mushroom tattooed. Like, fucking bend me over, open wide. You can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. I mean, they clearly could not contain that. I said you could hope to contain it. Oh, I didn't yeah. say you could. <laughs> well, they clearly could uh, not, and they clearly hoped a little bit more than they should have. Yeah, yeah, they. they... So, well, I, I want to get to that in a minute. Let's talk about that. Let's let's stay on this Braves se- or this Rays Astros series for a minute here. Let's assume, all right, like I said, it's 3-2 in the bottom of the sixth right now. Um, let's assume that the, 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 the Astros go on to win this thing and tie it or, or make it a 3-2 series. Is there any, do you see a, a scenario where Houston wins four in a row to come back and win this thing? 
I mean, I can certainly see it happening. Uh, I fucking hope it doesn't. I think the whole country hopes it doesn't. But I think it, it could happen. Uh, it depends who the Rays go to for their starting pitcher tomorrow, uh, if it gets to that. If if they're throwing out Glasnow or, or Snell, I feel a lot better for the Rays. But if they're doing another bullpen game, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think you'd have to tilt it in the Astros' favor a little bit because the bullpen's going to be overworked two days in a row at that point. Yeah, agreed. Um, man, bullpen deployment in the postseason always fascinates me. Yeah, and this postseason really highlights it because there's no off days, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's really all hands on deck. And that's why the Rays are so good because every one of their fucking relievers is good. It's There's no soft spot there. Even the rookie that they brought in in game one against the Yankees um, that Glaber stole the base on that caused some fucking controversy. But even that guy, like... The Rays are comfortable enough throwing them out there. Like, why not? Like, the guy, every fucking guy in that bullpen can throw high 90s, it seems. Good control. They don't walk anyone. And they just get key outs. And when you have a defense behind you that the Rays do, then it's easy to just pitch with confidence. Yeah, and going back to that now, the Rays have deployed three pitchers already, and we're in the sixth, or we're going to the seventh now. I mean, this, to me, if you're Tampa... Obviously, the strategy was bullpen game. Oh, 100%. But that's a good, That's the beauty of what they do, too. It's They they know, like, you know what they're going to do, too. Like, you, you understand that they're, they're going to throw an opener or a bullpen game with a bulk guy. Although this offseason has been kind of weird because they're not even doing a bulk guy. They're just throwing relievers out for two innings at a time and hoping for yeah. the best. Fleming went three, um, and, and that's been the most we've seen. As we go, as and Curtis boy, started, Randy, right? Randy Rosarena uh, steps in to start the seventh. Yeah. Um, Curtis did start, then Fleming went three, and Sleggers went uh, buck and two thirds. Yeah, I think if the Astros were to come back to, it would just be like at that point, the Dodgers or the Braves. I would love it to be the Dodgers at that point, if that's the case. Um, need to just they need to mushroom tattoo the Astros for four games. I want to sweep whoever if the Astros were to make it, I just want to sweep and I want a barrage of fucking runs uh and bad defense from Jose Altuve moving forward. I'm gonna say this. If the Astros find a way to come back and win this series, they will not lose the World Series. Oof. I I really hope you're wrong. You, on that. you would have let their power get over nine thousand and <laughs> at that point it's game over. It really is. It's uh, they are like. I mean, it's like I, the Joker. Do you think, do you think from, I'm off base? Do you think I'm off base in that take at all? No, because I'm. I think you're right. I think it's like the Joker from the Dark Knight. Like he wants you to hit him. It's like yep. the Astros. Like they, oh yeah, they want to be the villains. They want to be locked in that fucking padded room with Christian Bale getting the shit beat out of him, only to turn the tables and fucking blow up the precinct. Like, <laughs> I love, there's there's a quote in that, and it's like, how'd you catch, because, like, Bruce is going through the, the whole thing with uh, fucking Alfred about the, the 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 gem thief, and he's like, oh, how'd you catch him? And he goes, oh, we burnt the whole bloody yeah. forest down. Some people just want to watch the whole world burn. <laughs> was that, was that Michael Caine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An attempt. I didn't know, he, oh, I, th- I thought he was in the room with you. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mike, what's going on? <laughs> We're talking baseball. He's still here. Fuck. We got Michael Kane, Mikey Kane, and fucking Jonesy. <laughs> no, thank God we don't have him right now. He's been out, out of his fucking mind today. Really? 
Uh, it's just, you know, nonstop barking. Jonesy's a rowdy boy. He's a rowdy boy. He's he's very upset about the Yankees, as is his I heard, dad. Is that him? That's him right now. Yeah, Let's go, him. Jonesy. He knew it. He heard him. He heard <laughs> his ball. By God, that's Jonesy's music. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's patiently waiting. I love it. I love it. Keep being patient, Jonesy. All right, NL. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last thought on the Astros. Go for it. And, uh, and, and the Rays. It, I think what's going to happen, I think it, it is going to go to a Game 7. Um, oh, really? I, I, I really do. Just Because I don't know what the pitchers or the matchup's going to be tomorrow if, if indeed the Astros hold on to win this game. Uh, and I should say that with a caveat. If the Astros win this game, it will go to a Game 7. Uh, I still like the Rays to win because at some point the Rays are going to have that ability they're going to have the luxury of throwing glass now or snow. So, yeah, that's true. And that is what's going to seal it because the Astros pitching is not great. Their team is not great. I mean, they're, they are 29 and what, 31 team when it's all said and done? Yes. So, I mean, eventually, and we've seen them play like that in this series, let alone the postseason for the most part. Uh, they're prone to making mistakes. I don't like them in a long series. I don't like them pushing the envelope that much. I'm surprised they were able to win a fucking game against the Rays, to be honest. So if it does happen and it's a bullpen game again, yeah, they could probably tie it up and bring it to seven games. But that's with the caveat that Snell or Glass now is going to finish it off. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to believe it. Well, I don't, don't want to believe you saying they're going to fucking win the World Series, but I understand the reasoning because they're the yeah, villains. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's go to the National League. Braves jumped out to a 2-0 lead. And then last night, the Dodgers. Have you ever seen an over-hit faster? Actually, yeah, last year with um, the Cardinals playing, was it the Braves? Yes, it was the Braves. Yeah, it happened the same way last year. Yeah, but wasn't that bottom one, at least? Yes. This was top one. 11 in your eye hole. Oh, yeah, not, not to mention one in the second, then three in the third. They scored all 15 of their runs before <laughs> before the Braves scratched one across. Um, I hope I don't think it happened like this, but I really wish it would have been uh, before the, the fucking Braves made it through their order. That they would have 15 runs. It might have been, but I don't think it was. I think it might have been, actually, because... I'm trying to do the math in my head. Right, I think it, it. I think it was. All right, so hold on. I'm going to the plays now. Bottom one. Because I'm trying to think if they. All right, so Acuna let off in the first. Yeah, they, they did actually, because Acuna uh, hit second in the bottom of the third, and they had already had all their runs at that point. So before the Braves <laughs> could make it through their order, they were down 15 nil. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. That like at that point, like, uh, can you forfeit a postseason game? I, I mean, I you could probably just walk off the field. I would have to like at, at that point. So I so, so so let's talk about this for a second because this this got brought up on my Twitter timeline, and I want your thoughts on this. How quickly into that bludgeoning do you think I'm not gonna um wear or wear out any more bullpen arms that's what i'm saying like at what, what point do you do you think you know what freddie freeman you're on the bump not even that just like just fucking walk off the field like live to see another day without taxing any more arms i think 
the fine that you would have collected because because that, that that's, that's <clears throat> a slippery slope. Well, I mean, everything is in, in the long run this year with no revenue. But um, I would I, if I if I'm managing the Braves, I want to preserve because if I'm already up two one, you know what I mean, like, and I just got dick slapped for fifteen runs before my full order went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's no way we're coming back. And yeah, we might score six or you know some weird fucking number like that because the Dodgers probably aren't going to you know throw out their best arms. Um, I would just be like, you know what, fuck it, we'll we'll see you tomorrow. I, I, I was gonna say, I saw I saw this during a couple of the Marlins games that got out of hand this year. Um, does the MLB need a mercy rule? No, I don't like that because then it's it takes. Well, you're talking about walking off the field in the playoff game. No, I know, but I think there's that's a strategic advantage. I think the mercy rule. Because, like, imagine that where if there's a mercy rule, like, the game ends, like, you're giving that advantage to have a well-rested team the next day in a series. If it is, in in fact, like a 2-1 or 2 nothing lead that you're down uh, in, in games, I mean. So, I think it's better for the – and it must feel better as a team that just threw up 15 runs to have the satisfaction to know that they don't even want to face you anymore tonight. Like – like That's they're true. they're making that conscious decision to say, you know what, fuck you guys. Like we don't want this heat. So the 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 biggest comeback in postseason history happened in 1929. The Philadelphia A's came back from an eight run deficit in Game Four of the World Series to uh, top the Cubs. So I mean so, that's even that's eight runs. We're we're talking double that. So yeah, literally double that. We're talking over that in the first inning. I know. So I mean, at that point, it's like, uh, yeah, thanks for showing up, but yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, we're not. That, we're not doing that's postseason. I want. I want to see if I can find the the regular season history. See if I can find it quickly. It's like, Dad. oh, look who this is! The Cleveland Indians. Oh my! Overcame a twelve run deficit uh, to defeat the Seattle Mariners, and this was in like two thousand one. I want to say. Um. I actually have a mug that actually it's more of like a, like a old school like one of those like big German steins that has like the thumb that like the the lid flips up. Oh yeah, yep. uh, that, that commemorates this game. They call it the Impossible Return. Uh, it was two thousand one, August fifth, two thousand one. Indians come back from down twelve to beat the Mariners fifteen, fourteen, and in eleven innings. Um, but okay, so let's so I I guess I'm so like. I, again, I think the idea of walking off the field versus a mercy rule is a slippery slope because then, like, what happens when a team gets down by four and just says we tap? Then that shows just, it, like, if you're down by four and you have no faith in your team, then you probably don't deserve to be in the postseason. All right, what happens when the, let's just, let's just say it's, you know, it's Houston versus Tampa and it's the eighth inning. In, of a of a tie game and then Tampa erupts for six, and it's now it's it's now a six run game, but you still got two innings left. At what point do you say, you know what, we're gonna save our our, our back end arms? Well, I think at that point you're too deep into it, so maybe there has to be a stipulation on like calling it before a certain inning. That's but- what I think. That's what I think. If if you're gonna do anything along this line, it's got to be a mercy rule, and it's got to be 
you know, or maybe it's like ten, the ten runs after ten runs after five innings. So you got to play at least you got to get to the fifth. Yeah, that, because that's how it is in youth baseball. It, it's like a lot of these tournaments you play, or a lot of these uh, um, games that I coach in. It's like fifteen runs after three, ten after four, eight after five. So what about this then? So give them that the five inning minimum, um, and then at the five inning mark. The ump can then bring both managers out and discuss with the losing manager and say, this, tap, is, this is, yeah, like, hey, do you want to tap out or do you want to keep going? Because if you say you want to keep going, we're playing the rest of this fucking game. Um, but I think a, a more, I think it's, it's even worse for the losing team if they tap out, then they have to watch two girls, one cup on the Megatron for as many runs as they're down. On repeat. <laughs> so imagine. Imagine the Braves having to sit there. No fans in the stands, too. So this would have been a great 2020 rule. Uh, obviously, the telecast would have to be just shut down. But And Jonesy likes it, too. He's running over. Jonesy's like, yeah. wild, and yeah, he wants he, to watch this thing. I, I pray for him. Um, but imagine that. Like, just, okay, guys, like you're going to have to sit here and watch this uh, 15 times. Like, that's... Ooh. That's going to be your, your punishment because you couldn't swing the bats. You couldn't make shit happen. So we're going to watch two girls make shit happen, literally. Wow. House. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the best case scenario because, like, now it's like, okay, I should probably fucking hit some, like, I should score some runs here while I still can because I don't want to watch this fucking thing. That's two minutes of torture for anyone that is you know, unfamiliar with what this is that I'm talking about. Don't look it up. Don't, usually, I'll say, I'll, usually I'll say, go look it up. Do not. Don't look, it, look up. it up. Um, just, you know, be very clear. It's two minutes. That feels like 20 minutes. And having to watch that multiple times over is enough to make a grown man insane. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> Manfred, make it happen. I, I where where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? Let's go. <laughs> well, we can go to the rest of the series and see how we think it's going to play out. Game one and game two, Dodgers five one and uh, or I'm sorry, Braves five one and Braves eight seven, respectively, in games one and two. Um, game two, I do want to draw attention to this. This is where we'll go from here. Game two, um, Mark Melanson gets asked at, after the game, um by Braves media about how they held the lead and basically said um like hold on, I'm going I'm to see if I can, I'm going to watch the video and see if I can get this correct Mark can you look at this as a negative even though you guys won um or should you look at it as a positive saying even though you survived we almost gave up the lead but we survived, so is that a positive? And Melanson shuts him down and says, I'm not going to answer that. It's a trash question. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a stupid fucking question. This is also coming from the guy that had that weird pump-up video last postseason. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, he was asking everyone to give him his energy like he was Goku. Um, oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was the weirdest fucking hype-up video I've ever seen because at the end it was like, he didn't know how to edit, 
the video and it just showed like this weird like avocado the avocado yeah yep. like on a pool table like on the felt i'm like what the fuck are you doing we yeah. roasted that to death didn't we yeah we did it was like I mean, that was a very eventful postseason because yeah we had titties and avocados and fucking you know there was there was T- a lot going on titties and avocados i think i found our episode title ah <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good that's a good title i like that <laughs> hey nothing wrong with uh, you know a nice pair of jugs and some some superfoods some like jugs, others like Uggs. Here we go. Hey. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, so so let's talk about it. Even though they didn't blow the lead, they came damn close. They were up 8-3 to three going into the ninth. They come out with an 8-7 win. Are there question marks surrounding the Braves' bullpen in your eyes? I would have said no until what happened yesterday with, you know, what what happened yesterday with the 15 runs. I would with have said no. absolute debacle. Uh, that debacle, like, you can call that an outlier if you were winning the other two games handily, but the fact that they have run into trouble, and that was a concern for for me even going into this postseason with picking the Braves in any series. It was like, okay, uh, they've had a lot of injuries. Their pitching is not on par with a lot of the, the other teams in the NL, and their bullpen is, I don't want to say catastrophic because I think that's hyperbole, but I think it's safe to say that their bullpen is definitely not shut down to the degree that some of the other teams are. Um and that's a cause for concern because if you do beat the Dodgers uh, and you come away and you go to the World Series, let's say you are playing the Rays, which you know I, I think is going to happen, uh, you're not going to have any room for mistakes, especially understanding that getting hits off that team is few and far between, let alone getting runs. So yeah, if you are in a hole early, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, you're fucked. Uh, and you, you don't have that one super reliever that you can bring in that can clean up any mess. They don't have that guy that, like an Andrew Miller in his heyday, where you could bring him in in any situation and he could get you out of it. And they give don't you have a, a break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. Exactly. They don't have that guy, and, and they don't really have... I, I think Melanson's a, a decent closer. Again, I, he's decent. I don't think he's a superstar by any means, but I don't know if I want to trust Melanson with the fate of a series... If I'm up by one, like, I don't feel that comfortable. Do you? No, I don't. And I think that's kind of, I don't know. That's not even something you can figure out right now either. No, I mean, like, you've that's, had, that's the problem. You've, you've had enough time and ample time. I mean, the injury thing I get, I don't want to give them a pass on it because you've had time to figure out what needs to be done. And they didn't do anything at the trade deadline either. Like, no, so they, st- they stood pat and, basically i think they said they kind of just went yeah we'll figure it out and then they didn't figure it out no time to figure it out stupid so exactly exactly um man it it worries me to i really want the braves to win this series and i i think it's a very real possibility they don't yeah this is the the series i can see the dodgers just coming back and storming four straight Um, i was saying going straight from here I don't I don't see it as being a situation like the Rays and Astros where, you know, the Dodgers make it interesting, but the Rays are the or I'm sorry, the Braves are the heavy favorite. It's just not that the same scenario there. The Dodgers are clearly the best team in baseball. And the fact that they are down uh, you know, two to one going into tonight, uh, I, I feel like it's still tied one to one, if if I'm yeah. being honest. Do you think that um or what do you make of Kershaw's scratching? I don't hate it. I think, I mean, I uh, granted they lost tonight? the game. Yeah, he is. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they lost the game that he got scratched, but he has a history of these issues. Like, they, they probably should have fucking known something could go wrong with him. And I think they had a good contingency plan with Gonsolin, so I don't think it's a terrible thing. I think if I'm the Dodgers, uh, you know, maybe I don't throw him out there as one of my top three. Like, maybe I keep him as, a, a you know, a, mid, a long relief guy in case, you know, the, to bring in... Uh, if there's a large lead and we want to give the other guy a rest, to short, to, not even to mention his his postseason struggles. Well, that that in itself is already like everyone kind of knows about that. We've talked about it too. It's I mean you know you're getting with Clayton Kershaw on the postseason. It's mm-hmm. it's not exactly like throwing out an ace every time. You know you're going to get seven innings of two run ball. Like you're not. And the Dodgers must know that at some point. I think it, it comes down to a case of just like. All right, well, we'll give them a shot. Like, I think they also took the Braves a little lighter than they probably should have in the first two games. Um, so they probably looked at it as like, oh, this is an easy matchup for Kershaw. When in reality, it's not. And the fact that he got scratched, yeah, it, it is what it is. But they definitely had a contingency plan in place. So I can't fault the, the Dodgers for any wrongdoing there. Yeah. I... That's the thing. Like, I want to... Like, that's the thing, if you, if you go to these maybe other podcasts or um, other just news outlets, I think people are going to make a bigger deal about Kershaw being scratched and, and you know, do you got to, if he's going to be the guy, do you, you know, uh, to, you, you, you got to be able to be there, you know what I mean? But he's not. And I think I think you and you and I can take this conversation for what it is. You know what you're getting. He's dealt with this stuff before. Yeah, like you. Go ahead. This isn't like if Garrett Cole suddenly got back spasms before a start. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the Yankees would totally be fucked if that was the case. Uh, Or like if Bieber for the Indians, or pick a name of an elite starting pitcher. If Bieber, I don't know, went out there and four pitches in, gave up a (laughs) nine hundred fucking foot shot. I don't know, something just wouldn't happen. Like, oh wait. That's true. That's a bad example. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> but still, like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, Giolito for the White Sox, like, their rotation rides on that guy. If G- yeah. if Giolito had a back spasm before, it would be a huge deal. Kershaw's not the guy anymore, either. I think we've known that for the last two to three years, to be honest. Uh, it, there's definitely a changing of the guard. I think Walker Buehler... I don't know about that. I think a lot of... I don't think that a lot of people would buy that take. I think... I think that's a very, uh, not woke, a very realistic take, but I think there's still a vast majority of baseball fans that expect Kershaw to be Kershaw. Yeah, well, it's like the same fans in Boston that expected Dustin Pedroia to give you 142 games a year. That's like, fair. He's way past that. and I, Not to say Kershaw's breaking down to that point, but like we haven't seen him be dominant uh, and granted, he had stretches this year in a shortened season, but we haven't seen him be like the Clayton Kershaw Cy Young candidate that we've grown accustomed to. It's essentially like watching Peyton Manning in his twilight years, where he went. I don't to, think it's that bad. I I do. I I mean, I you can't count on him in big fucking games. He's supposed to be your ace, and everyone wants to give him credit as being this ace and stopper for the Dodgers. Yeah, but 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 Peyton Manning, they were putting out on a wheelchair. Yeah, but I mean, Omaha set hut handoff. Kershaw's still not. I mean, he's not a dominant power pitcher anymore. He it's a he's basically taking the Mike Messina route. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You can still win with that, but I don't think you want to put all your chips in that to say like 
Kershaw's our guy. We're going to fucking move him forward as a race. He's not your race anymore. It's Walker Bueller. And it's probably going to be Dustin May at some point. So hmm. uh, I don't think Kershaw is even a number two on this team. I think he's a three or a four at best. All right, last thing on this series, then we'll wrap up for the night. Um, Dustin May out of the bullpen for, I believe it was game one. What are your thoughts on that? I didn't like that. I think you're you're wasting an arm like that too early. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and like, like I just said, I mean, he's... Essentially, he could be your number two in the series, and you basically just fucking used him without any reason to. Do you think? I mean, I think I think absolutely, it's it's a waste. But is it possible you could see him eventually go the Andrew Miller route and go from mm. being a good starting pitcher to an elite bullpen arm? I think it's too early in his career. Like Andrew Miller had to go through that for you know four or five years before they truly tapped into his potential as a reliever. I think May, you know, just came up. Uh, we have to see what he can do in a full season before I think uh, you want to start playing around with him. Because then you, you go into that territory of Daniel Bard with the Red Sox. If you keep fucking around with him and putting him in the starting rotation and then moving him back to the bullpen, you could ruin the guy's career. Very true. Very true. Um, last thing for the day. Um, and it's not on playoffs. I just uh, had a realization the other day that this is going to be our last couple weeks of baseball, mm-hmm. and there's no World Baseball Classic this year, and that makes me very sad. Oh, fuck. Don't, you brought that up on the nice episode. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't even thinking about the fucking World Baseball Classic, or lack thereof, until you brought it up right now. I, I, th- I don't know why it popped into my head the other day, but it did, and I got really, really sad about it. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, we're not going to have the word. I'm like, I, I, because I, 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 actually, I'll tell you exactly what my thought process was. I was thinking about how, um, I don't have a vested rooting interest anymore now that the Indians are out, and then I had the Yankees in a survivor pool, and then they got knocked out, and now I don't have a vested rooting interest. And I'm like, okay, well, when's the next time that I'll actually be able to root for my team? And I was thinking, I don't like any of the winter ball. Oh, world based? Nope, never mind. Yeah. So, here we are. Um, what would you say is the nicest moment we've had on Gap to Gap? The nicest moment? Uh, I don't know. I, I'd say interviewing Joey, baseball Brit. That was nice. Interviewing Joey was nice. Um, I think, for me, the nicest moment was um, when we went hard on the CBBL. That was fun because that was like... That was the world making us course correct into what we could actually do. So Yeah, that was making the best out of an awful situation. Yeah, so yeah, that that's true. That was probably the nicest moment. And because the CPPL fucking loves us, so... They do. And so, so if you've joined us because of the CPBL, we thank you so much. Um, but Rakuten... Tough second half. Yeah, seriously, what the fuck? I bought a mo- <laughs> I bought a fucking monkey's hat from Rakuten, and a- mine never shipped. I threw forty bucks down the drain. <laughs> you at least got yours. I don't, it's also too small for my head. I don't know what their sizes are over. <laughs> like I, I looked like I was wearing a fucking yarmulke. Like this thing barely fit me. And, and well, all right, so so I want the people who who don't know. When, when Seven and I say we bought monkey hats, we don't mean we bought a Rakuten Monkeys ball cap. No. We bought a literal 
like mascot head. Yeah, and they're way too small for us American heads, so... But I didn't even get mine! <laughs> I should say mine is way too small for my American. I have a small head, too. It's not like I'm rocking with, like, Frank thomas size head. Like it's... What do you, What size 5950 do you wear? Uh, I'm wearing one right now. Let me just check. Uh, you always are wearing that Yankees hat. I am. Seven and eight. Yeah, seven and eighth. Okay. So I wear, like, an eighth or a quarter. I go back and forth between those. Um, so, yeah. That... Man. Also, you're, um... You're... Taiwan World or Taiwan Series, I almost said World Series, is gonna be the the Unilions, who we made fun of relentlessly for not being good yeah. in the first half against the China Trust brothers and the Rakuten Monkeys, who had a really good first half, will now finish last in the second half. Yeah, it's a tough look. Um, we we definitely bit off more we more than we could chew. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean. In fairness, they were they were you know deemed the Yankees of the CPPL, and they're coming to fruition there too. I mean, <laughs> fucking terrible ending to the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, here, here we go. Uh, counterpoint: uh, the Rakuten Golden Eagles of the uh, Nippon League in Japan. They're currently third in the Pacific Division. They're going to make the playoffs. There we go. So, hey. Silver linings. Look at us. There's always a silver lining in a... In a what's the saying? I, you know what I mean. I, I very much don't. I don't either. Um, I saw it on like one of those fucking live, laugh, love quilts. and I, There we go. Yeah. Oh, the even more... The even silver-er lining is the NZ Dinos are a fucking wagon. Well, yeah, we got that one right. That was the, consistent as fuck. They're, they're in first, and they're good. They're very good. They've lost four of their last five, but they're good. And that was your foreign baseball update as we go into the World Series here next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking through 90 or 69 of the nicest episodes. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I love this show. I love you, Seven. I love all you guys. Till next week, we're out. See ya.